Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Churches. We are located here in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia areas, uh, and we're in the uh, the letter or the epistle of Third John today, and we'll be starting it and concluding it today with Jenny Kidd from our Salem campus. Jenny, thanks for being a part of the Jesus Everyday Podcast and opening up the scriptures for us today. Uh, as always, in the reading plan below, or our reading plan to the Jesus Everyday Podcast can be found in the show notes below. You can just scroll down there, click that link, screenshot it, print it off, whatever you need to do uh, so that you read God's Word first and then hop into this podcast. Uh, so Jenny, as we before we open up Third John, if you could have dinner with any person who's ever lived on this earth, uh, who would that person be? And you get to ask them one question and one question only. What would that question be? I would love to have dinner with Daniel. Oh. I would love to sit down with him and I would say, how did you stay so faithful to the Lord mm. under so many circumstances? Mm. What sustained you? Death of the exile. Yep. Yeah. I'd also like to ask one more question. How can we instill that in our young people? Mm. Yeah, so Preston Sprinkle, who I miss, miss, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or off air, but Preston Sprinkle, uh, he he says that we're we're Babylon's in exile today, mm-hmm. uh, and he specifically calls it the. Uh, Digital Exiles, um, and so he actually has an Exiles conference every year. Uh, so pretty, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, all right, so as we open up Third John, what was the verse that, as you read this chapter, this book, that the Holy Spirit illuminated that you highlighted and wrote down here today? Um, it's four verses, uh, but it, it all works together. It says, "Beloved, it's a faithful thing you do in all your efforts for these brothers, strangers as they are, who testified to your love before the church." You would do well to send them on their journey in a manner worthy of God, for they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers for the truth. Mm, I explain this text for us as we walk through it. Okay, John's writing to Gaius, a member of the church who welcomed missionaries to the fellowship in their travels, and he cared for them during their stay. But the others in the church didn't want to accept them or support them, even on John's recommendation. Mm. But John commended Gaius for his willingness to care for them and support them. Mm. All right, so I imagine this has lots of points of application for us here today. So what, what are some of these A app, uh, apply section in our lives? Well, it's a great word to encourage us to support Christians who are sent out on missions from our church or throughout other Christian groups because they've got to rely on Christians to support them because non-Christians don't understand or support what they do. We're all called on to support them with love, prayers, and finances as God leads. And what a great reminder to pray for those serving the Lord in places other than home. Mm, yeah, that's very true. How have you seen, um, whether it be on your um, mission trips that you've been a part of in life or from when you were a child being a part of the, um, I can't think of the name, but North American Mission Board is what it's called now. Uh, have you seen God be faithful over years through maybe one person that you just seen, man, this person was faithful to a people group or a person or an area or through a church we've supported this person. And man, it's been good to watch God be faithful to them. Um, I, I think, well, I'm not thinking of that. Something else comes to mind if you don't mind. Yeah, no, saying absolutely. It. I want to talk about a personal thing that happened that really impressed me. I was on a mission trip to Romania 
with a group of people. This was in t- 2000, so a long time ago. But we had traveled all day and all evening and got to Romania at 10 o'clock at night. Mm. And we were tired, but the church, they said, the people at the church want to see you. Mm. So we went into this church at 10 o'clock at night. It was full of people. They were praising God. They had food for us. They they sang beautiful, beautiful songs and prayed for us, hugged us, accepted us, and just were thrilled we were there. Mm. And I just thought, what a beautiful picture of God's love that we can go all the way in another part of the world, mm. and these people love us enough that they show us their love because we're Christians. It mm. didn't matter what they said or what they did. You could just feel that love and the Holy Spirit there, and we did miraculous things that week. And I think mm. it was because of the prayer and support of those people mm. that started it all. So, you know, we think it doesn't mean anything, but that was years and years ago, and I'll never forget that evening because of their love and support for us stepping out in faith to, to serve with them. Yeah, I think when missionaries with part of FCC in the Jesus Everywhere conference that we hold, like, I don't know how many people, if I said, hey, we're going to have a service at 10 o'clock at night as we welcome uh, Ramesh Sapkota from Southeast Asia mm-hmm. or uh, another family from the Middle East or Seth and Jessica Lewis from Ireland, like show up and let's have dinner with them at 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. like, I don't, that's kind of convicting to me. Like I wonder how many people would really show up to welcome them in right. and to love on them in that way. You know, again, we, um, I, well, I grew up with uh, uh, in a Baptist church, and we had B- GAs and RAs. Mm-hmm. We had we met once a week, and we prayed for missionaries, and mm-hmm. we we did a little missions project to support the missionaries. And I grew up doing that all through my years, and so I'm very very um, sensitive to, to missions and and what it takes to be a missionary. And the mission trips are wonderful, and we get a wonderful taste of what the missionaries are doing. Mm -hmm. But it also makes us appreciate how much we need to pray and support Mm -hmm. them in prayer and encouragement because they're out there every day. Mm -hmm. We get to go and enjoy some time with them and and get a lot of harvest, but then we go home and they're stuck there planting more seeds. Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, encourage them. And that's what he's saying here that, you know, those other people were going, well, we don't want to have them here. And they didn't mm. want to support them. And he said, Gaius did. And the mm. others didn't do it. So he didn't stop Gaius. Mm. And so we, you know, we don't all have to have a big blowout thing, but a, a letter. Um, we used to send letters to missionaries on their birthday to tell them we love and we're praying for them. Mm. You know, things like that we might need to do more of. Mm, that's good. Yeah, even with Compassion International, mm-hmm. uh, Genevieve and I, or Katie and I as well, uh, we've sponsored a girl, mm-hmm. uh, Kaisha, and they one of Compassion's big things is the letter writing, yes. the impact that letters have on kids. And, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, modern day, uh, I personally, I'm just thinking of Seth and Jessica Lewis, her in uh, Carrick Tool, Ireland. And I got to go this past year and see what God's doing over there. And it was so cool. Uh, you know, I can text them now and be like, I mean, not now because they're asleep. <laughs> right. But, but in that, I could text them when they wake up, they're going to respond. But how much more impactful a letter is that's handwritten. Uh, but even yesterday, I got an email from them of their monthly update of what God's been doing. And it's so incredible because like in the picture, one of the things they did is there's a huge refugee center near their city of Carrick Tool. And um, they get to have been able to partner with the Refugee Center to serve and have share the gospel. And in their church, I'm going to say like probably a, a, a half of 
the body of believers are Ukrainian refugees that speak very little English. And, but they just put up a basketball goal so that they could be doing basketball clinics. And, but in the picture were three guys that are part of their church that I got to have dinners with while I were there and like got to pray for Bill because I know Bill, like he's not in a letter, but like, man, like so much more impactful that right. is when we, when we receive right. well, missionaries and, that way. And we, um, I got to know several interpreters and I still con- mm. I talked to them and, and I supported one of them when they uh, went into a ministry. Mm. I, I took on an extra tutoring job and I sent the money that I made wow. to her to support her. And um, then uh, the, the school teacher, I was a teacher, and we brought two teenagers with us, and they wouldn't let us get in the high school. They let us in one time, and they said, if you say anything wrong, then the priest mm-hmm. there will come and tell you you can't come anymore. So we go in and, and, and end up having a wonderful visit with this teacher in this class with the teenagers and me. And, I mean, it was a hallmark moment. We were, you know, almost crying, hugging each other. Mm-hmm. It was it was God. And the, the the person that was uh, doing our mission trip came running down the hall, and he said, the principal said, we can come back anytime we want to. You've opened the door to wow. our school. I said, God did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm still friends with that teacher. I still keep up with their family and everything. And, uh, you know, again, God does so many wonderful things. But we who can't go mm-hmm. need to be the ones who support the ones who are called mm-hmm. and to really be there encouragement and help and let them know we still love them and, and we still care for them. Absolutely. We're sent people to send people for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, what was your R, your personal response to this text? Okay. Along with my ties to church, I want to support Christians on missions through the church or through other Christian organizations like Samaritan's Purse or Compassion International. Mm-hmm. It could be prayer, donations, or volunteer work. You know, I want to do all these things, do whatever God puts on my heart to do it, but do something. You know, it's not nicely, well, they are good people, but mm-hmm. get involved. It doesn't mean you have to do everything, but do what God brings you. And for us being called from home to minister, we need love and support of our Christian brothers and sisters and to pray for us to raise up more missionaries to mm-hmm. go share the good news. Where, Because if we don't have anyone to go who will tell the good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday podcast. Mm-hmm.